Well, the topic of today's talk is the rise of global consciousness and why it's all your fault. And I can hear you saying, why would globalization be my fault? And let's first look at what globalization is. The definition is the process by which businesses and other organizations develop international influence or start operating on an international scale. And of course, that's always been going on. You know, Marco Polo went to China, but of course it's happening on a much wider scale at the moment. I think it began in the modern area with television, the whole idea of the global village. And we began to look into each other's backyards. Economies followed, jobs, raw materials moved. And then the internet set the seal on the deal and made sure that there was no going back by enabling mass communication on a micro and a macro level at the same time. Now, the thing is not just economic. It's a reflection, I think, of the way that we perceive the world. It's a shift in perspective. And we are coming into the area now, the era of global consciousness. Gaia theory was put forward by James Lovelock. And that's the idea that the Earth is a living organism, a self-regulating living organism that creates the conditions necessary for life. And the planet, or rather the biosphere, is like that of a self-regulating mechanism. And if the planet, the one great biosphere, makes all things come about, and we as human beings are the flower of that particular organism, we have flowered over the last millions of years. The only problem is, like the giant hogweed, we're everywhere at the moment. And at some point, I think in world's history, we've got to learn that the human race has to begin to look after the planet if it's to survive. Because the planet has always been here. The planet will always survive. It has over millions of years. But we've had much less. And if the planet feels that we're not going to support it, we will go the way of the dinosaurs. We are the flowers of the planet. And we are in a moment of planetary consciousness. But if we're not able to look after the Earth then the earth will take care of us in the way that it took care of the dinosaurs. I'm not big on, on weird analogies, but there is a lovely little analogy that I do like, which is that the idea that the, the moment that, that human beings came into being, the moment they moved from being Neanderthals or whatever it is, is when they got 7 billion neurons in their brains. The moment the 7 billionth neuron appeared, there was some kind of self consciousness. And the idea now that there are 7 billion people living on the planet has an analogy there in the sense that the planet is now becoming conscious of itself. We are now part of something like a human being being conscious of itself. The planet is now conscious of itself. So why would that consciousness necessarily be our fault? Well, I think the answer to that, you have to go right back to the Big Bang. At the Big Bang, particles were thrown out And the essence of those particles are the atoms that we know as particles today, the nucleons, the protons, the electrons, all flying around. And that's what keeps them stable. They're able to react to each other, whatever's around them. And in that sense, they have a sort of reactive consciousness, those atoms, those neurons that were there at the Big Bang and are here today. So that matter flew out. That matter then cooled, became planets, planets. those planets, then one of them became the Earth. And some of those atoms that flew out from the Big Bang went to make up life as we know it. And as human beings, 
we are the same atoms that came out there. We are the same atoms. We are the universe conscious of itself. We are aware of ourselves as being part of the universe. In fact, we're all 13.7 billion years old, or at least the little bits of us that have been around all this time are. We are part of all that evolution. And the evolution I'm talking about is not one that grows an extra thumb for texting. I'm talking about the evolution of consciousness. However you look at it, everything started with the Big Bang 13.7 billion years ago, and that was the beginning of the cosmos. So here we are as human beings, a part of the universe, a part of the Big Bang, but that part of the Big Bang is now conscious. You are the conscious part of the universe. And that ordering that began with the Big Bang has ended up with us all looking out of the world as part of the universe thinking, wow, look at that. There is a latent consciousness that was in those original carbon atoms that developed and evolved. And as it all did, so it brought itself together to make more and more complicated forms of that consciousness. And we are the end product of that. We are the flower of all that. So global consciousness is really the next step on the road. And that surely is something we can celebrate. It seems to me there'd be such a shame to wait for an alien invasion or a huge global disaster to happen before we all come together and realize that we are a community and that we have to solve each other's problems as well as our own. Otherwise, those problems will revisit us in other ways. Poverty and pollution in China is just as much a problem for the U.S., as unemployment and wage disparity in the U.S. is a problem for China. And for us to come to terms with this, there has to be a shift in the way that we see the world. There has to be a shift in consciousness. And I think what we're seeing now is part of that. People are speaking out to what they see in their lives about wanting something different. The universe has been around for 13.7 billion years, humanity for considerably less. And this change in consciousness is going to take time and will not necessarily be either pretty or smooth. There is no smooth transition of power when it comes to evolution. But it is coming and it is progress, whether we like it or not. Einstein said that no problem can be solved from the same conscious level that created the problem in the first place. And for us to move through this, everyone has to be on board we need to look at it from a new level of consciousness. We might see one side as good and another side as bad, but in reality, they're both different sides of the same coin. What we really need is a new currency. And to form that currency, we need to look at things in a different way. There's that lovely guru story. And the guru was asked, how do we look after others? And the guru paused and responded, there are no others. And it's true. When you look at it from this perspective, there are no others. That famous piece of, from Atticus in To Kill a Mockingbird, when he said, first of all, the most important thing you have to learn is that you never really understand a person until you consider things from their point of view, until you climb inside the skin and you walk around in it. And that is the beginning of compassion. And that's the root through many of the world's problems. And you can apply that to so many situations, people, communities, countries. Now, I know it sounds pie in the sky that we can't solve the world's problems like that. However, 
tell me another way and I'll listen. Right now, all we're doing is containing situations, which is why we use force, incarceration, military might, and aggression. It's all part of the industrialization of fear. Fear is driving much of our economy right now, and we're treating the symptoms rather than the causes. It is the same with much of Western medicine. We treat the symptoms rather than the causes. And until we start treating the causes, things won't change. And this is the new currency. It is the realization that compassion leads to understanding, which leads to empathy, which leads to the desire to help. It is the kindness and love of one human being for the other, one human being at a time. The kindness and love of one community for another, of one country for another. It is then that we recognize that we're all truly one community, that we're all on the same side, us, our state, our country, other countries. And right now we have the opposite. Fear is created by an unwillingness to cooperate, driven by a failure to understand through a lack of empathy, created by a failure to be compassionate. The role of every thinking, caring human being right now is to be compassionate. It is the beginning of everything. And as we go into this new global world, we have to take responsibility for the change that's taking place and cooperate with it rather than to fight it. Globalization is not only our fault, it is also our opportunity to transform the way that we live together as a human race. Thank you.